Welcome everyone to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate, and no Jimbo today. We couldn't come to a uh, come to agreement on a recording time, so instead we are going to be doing a bit of a longer one on Monday or Tuesday of this next week. But because I want to get one out every week, we are going to be doing a shorter podcast today. So there is a couple things I wanted to talk about uh one is something interesting i stumbled upon this week and the other is uh my prospect of the week so let's start with the interesting thing i stumbled upon this week so jordan walker has obviously been the man of the hour in the minor leagues this year and with good or in spring training this year and with good reason um he has just torn the cover off the ball leads the spring training and hits with 17 has seven extra base hits. Nothing to there's not enough good things you can say about the 20-year-old, soon to be 21-year-old uh left fielder slash third baseman, Jordan Walker for the Cardinals. Now he is really good. It is unfortunate, but we move on. In doing some researching for him a couple weeks ago, I stumbled upon Mason Wynn. Everyone knows who Mason Wynn is, but he was tearing the cover off the ball as well in spring training. In fact, he had one of the highest exit velocities in spring training. And that got me thinking, oh, I should probably buy a couple Mason win cards because if you are a really, really good defensive shortstop with some good contact skills, and then all of a sudden you grow into some power, you become a very, very, very interesting prospect and potentially top 10 type prospect in Mason win if the exit velocities stay up. So I'm, I say to myself, well, that's interesting. So let me go and find some cards to buy. So I did. So keep in mind that I do own some Mason Wynn cards. And I, I, uh, you know, I found this because of owning them. But what's crazy to me is that the 2020, oh, and Mason Wynn real quick, his spring training stats here. He is hitting 333 with a 395 on base and a 636 slugging in spring training, 1,031 OPS. He has two doubles, a triple, two home runs, three stolen bases, zero caught stealing, and he also uncorked an almost 98-mile-per-hour throw from shortstop. We're talking about a extremely well-rounded player if the power holds. And at this point, I'm, I'm betting on it happening, um, and you can make that bet yourself or not, but I'm willing to make that bet. Well, Jordan Walker was a first round pick in 2020 Mason Wynn was a comp round pick in 2020 Tink hence the next pick after those two in 2020 and Alec Burleson the pick after Tink hence in 2020 we're talking about like the 21st pick the Mason Wynn was like 40th or 43rd or something Tink hence was like 61st and Alec Burleson was 70th. Um, don't quote me on those. I'm doing that off of memory, but they were all within the top 70 picks. And what do you know? They are all top hundred prospects. Um, it's crazy to me. It doesn't seem possible that an MLB team took their four picks from one draft, a draft in which there is only five rounds and turned them into four different top hundred prospects. And yet that is what the Cardinals did. It's frustrating to say the least from a Brewers stand, a fan standpoint, but congratulations to the Cardinals and to their fans. Nice to have a really good team and to have a really good minor league system. 
Um, but I did think I did think it was just amazing. That's the point I wanted to get across is just how amazing they were at drafting in 2020 to come up with four different four different top 100 prospects in their first four picks. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about guys like Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker, though, because like Mason Wynn. So Jordan Walker, we'll go with Jordan Walker first. Jordan Walker's prices have exploded, right? And you can see that all over the place. Um, if I go on sales history and sort by date sold sales history on card ladder and sort by date sold, and you just look at a Bowman Chrome base selling for $31 just the other day, like 31 bucks for a non-graded base card, $64 for a refractor. If I look up Jordan Walker refractor 2020 on this sales history tool, and just swipe back to or go to the filter section and just go with, say, maximum date of January 1st. So we can see what it was before this, before the start of the year. So we're talking about $60 and January 1st, one sold for $28. Okay, so that's that's what we're working with here. $47 December 30th. $37 December 30th as well. Um, you can see the movement there up to 64. So you can see how much it exploded in that time period. The reason why I keyed in on Mason Wynn is because he hasn't had the movement. He's not projected to make the opening day roster. And so then you get a guy like Mason Wynn, like I like, and it will be, you know, maybe he can, he doesn't have the time Jordan Walker has. So I don't, or Jordan Walker doesn't have the time Mason Wynn has. So I don't want to buy Jordan Walker and have to hope on him having a great spring training leading into a great uh, start of his rookie year. Instead, I'd rather focus on a guy like Mason Wynn, who is having a great spring training, will not make the team out of opening day, and then has time in double A, in triple A to increase those prices and hopefully become mid-season top 10 type prospect and then you see the jumps from there so i ended up buying a couple sapphires a refractor some base um all in for like 100 bucks so not a big not a big spend by any means but uh just wanted to kind of share with you where my head went with this and my thought process and why i would buy what i buy which is mason win even though he is a cardinals prospect so uh, the Cardinals and Mason Wynn, Jordan Walker, all Tink Hens, and Tink Hens himself. We really I brushed past him, but Tink Hens is amazing. Oh, I think we talked about him a couple weeks ago. If he can carry his velocity um, into games and actually become a bona fide starting pitching prospect, as opposed to just a talented arm, we're talking about a dude who might become the number one prospect. Uh, pitching prospect in baseball. That's how talented his arm is. You combine that with Jordan Walker, who is the hottest prospect in baseball. You combine that with Mason Wynn, who, if the power stays up, is a D plus defensive shortstop with a cannon of an arm who makes good contact, has a good eye at the plate, and has decent pop. You're also talking about a top 10, top 15, top 20 prospect there. And all of a sudden, you could have three different guys, their first three picks from 2020, all being top 20 prospects. That seems insane to me, and uh, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm a little bit upset, but I will try to make money off of it nonetheless. So Mason win for me, and maybe a little tank hence, but uh, that's a little bit more of a risk, I think. 
Um, let's move on there again, because I said this would be a short podcast today. Let's move on to my prospect of the week. And this prospect is Jacob Miller, 19-year-old uh, right-handed pitching prospect for the Marlins, drafted in the second round, uh, the seventh pick of the second round just this past year, and signed for $1.7 million, which was the slot value there. Very, very impressive pitcher from a like scouting grade standpoint on MLB Pipeline. He's given a 55 fastball, 60 curve, 55 slider, 50 changeup, 50 control, 50 overall. Everything above average, I like that. You know what else I like about Jacob Miller is that you have Uri Perez, right-handed pitcher, number one prospect. Max Meyer, right-handed pitcher, number three prospect. Dax Fulton and Jake Eater. Now, they're not right-handed, they're left-handed, but fourth and fifth prospects, also pitchers. So their top four prospects are pitchers. Um, and when you say, you know, when you look at guys that they've developed, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, even though he's now on the Twins, and you say, oh, wait, okay. Looks like, to me, the Marlins are now a pitching factory. How can I take advantage of that? And where my mind goes is, okay, let me find someone that has some talent down the list, not super expensive, and you land on Jacob Miller. He's younger than the rest of the guys on the list, except for Uri Perez at 19. He's got some arm talent. Um, He pops, you know, he throws 97. He's got good secondary pitches, and he is on a organization that is really good at developing pitchers. And then, so then you go, okay, here's the player. Now let's look at the prices. Base auto, 625. Base auto, 625, March 18th. Gold wave auto, $38, March 16th. Refractor auto, 650, March 15th. Um, and you can you can keep going down the list. Blue wave auto, number to 150, which is a slight color match there, $13, March 14th. We're talking super cheap prices for pretty nice cards of a kid that has talent and, more importantly, ended up on a team with a very, very good reputation reputation for developing pitchers. So for me, this is a kid worth taking a chance on. You can throw out his stats from last year, barely threw any innings, doesn't matter anyways. Coming off a of high school season and then throwing innings in the minors doesn't just doesn't matter at all. Um, I want to see him go through a full spring training, get into the lower levels of the minors, and see what he can do with a full offseason and season um, spring training with the Marlins tutelage. And so for me, Jacob Miller is my prospect of the week because I am very, very curious to see what the Marlins can do. Now, I don't think he's going to add velocity. He's 6'2", 185, 190 pounds. Um, Probably he's not going to add velocity to that 97-mile-per-hour fastball, but maybe he can add strength to maintain that velocity into games develop a little bit better plan and all of a sudden you have a good good pitching prospect on your hands and of course you do expect him to be a good pitching prospect he got 1.7 million dollars in uh the as his bonus for signing so that's not a small amount of money so for me jacob miller because of the cheap autos because of the team he landed on is a definite interesting interesting uh gamble it is a gamble of course because you're betting on a pitcher and you're anything can happen one wrong throw and his elbow's gone and your investment is gone for a year right but 
it is still one of those things where there's just there's a lot of talent for a very cheap price. And so for me, Jacob Miller, prospect of the week. All right, that being said, that is all I have today. A nice, short little podcast for you guys. A little bit of tidbits that I ran into this week. Um, And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Look out for a longer podcast from Jimbo and I, either Monday or Tuesday. I will put it up on the story on Dang Corners when it is released. So look forward to that. And thank you guys always for your support. We've had a lot of people reach out with support, asking questions, um, asking for the Fangraphs picks to click spreadsheet. If you haven't got that, check that out as well. A ton of support and love lately. So we appreciate you all very much. And uh, I will talk to you guys on Monday or Tuesday. See you, everyone.